Old Testament reading today is from the book of Ruth, chapter 1, starting with verse 1. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a man of Bethlehem and Judah went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Malin and Chilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem in Judah. They went into the country of Moab and remained there. But Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, died, and she was left with her two sons. These took Moabite wives. The name of one was Orpha, and the name of the other, Ruth. They lived there about 10 years, and both Malin and Chilion died, so that the woman was left without her two sons and her husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law to return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the fields of Moab that the Lord had visited his people and given them food. So she set out from the place where she was with her two daughters-in-law, and they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each of you to her mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, No, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Have I yet sons in my womb that they may become your husbands? Turn back, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, even if I should have a husband this night and should bear sons, would you therefore wait till they were grown? Would you therefore refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, for it is exceedingly bitter to me for your sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again, and Orpha kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. And she said, See, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. May the Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts me from you. And when Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said, no more. So the two of them went out until they came to Bethlehem. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading today comes from the second book of Second, uh, second Timothy 2, starting with verse 1. 
You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. It is the hardworking farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Remember, Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David, as preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering, bound with chains as a criminal. But the word of God is not bound. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is trustworthy, for if we have died with him, we also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 17th chapter. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was there no one found to return and give praise to God? Accept this foreigner. And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the gospel of the Lord. Great grace to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and from his Holy Spirit that not only shows us mercy but then turns that up a notch so that we have grace as well. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Father, we bless your name. Thanks, God. 
Again, we come and we're not going to teach you anything. We're going to tell you stuff that you know, but hopefully we'll, we'll just turn it up just a bit. We distinguish this morning between the gifts of God that are grace and mercy, or mercy and grace. These come out of uh, Psalm 23, for all intents and purposes, where David says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In our Luke text, with these 10, we have a clear indication of what distinguishes mercy and grace. Mercy is the fact that we do not receive the judgment we deserve. And you understand this from when you were a ch child, or I understand this at least from when I was a child, and I had done something that was a little bit off kilter, and my mother would say to me, wait till your father gets home. At that moment, I began to pray, not for grace, but for mercy, that my father would relent and not give me the punishment that I so desperately deserve, even requested when I performed this thing that was out of bounds. So th that is mercy. These 10, as Jesus is passing along in, in Luke 17, these 10 lepers standing at a distance are lifting up their voices. They can't come near because they're lepers, but they can scream from a distance and say, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us, relent from the judgment that God has placed on us that puts us in this, in this illness with this disease that won't let us draw near to family and friends, that separates us out from the entire community, that will not let us celebrate as the people of God. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Uh, remove the judgment. Remove the judgment that has visited us. And Jesus does. Go and show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. Asked for mercy, mercy received. Nine of them are satisfied with mercy. One by faith says, mercy's good, but something tells me there's more. Something tells me that this mercy can go up a notch, and, and if I take a minute and I just approach the one that was gracious enough to show me mercy, that perhaps he has something even more for me. And so this one turns around, comes back to Jesus, falls at his feet, and starts saying, thank you, Lord. This one, a Samaritan, a foreigner one from outside of the community. Then Jesus answered, weren't 10 cleansed? Where are the nine? Well, the nine are satisfied with the mercy. The nine can go back to their families now. 
The nine can go back to the pool hall now. The nine can go back to the bar now. The nine can go back to school now. The nine can go back to class now. The nine can go back to the community now. And they're satisfied with that. But it's less than what God wants for them. This one gets it. He comes back to Jesus and he worships him. And he praises him for the gift of mercy. Jesus says, was no one found to return and give praise to God except for this foreigner. And he said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Wellness is mercy turned up a notch. So you not only now have received mercy, but now you also have grace. This word for being made well is sozo in the Greek. He's showing off now. He's showing you that he has languages. It, it, it is like the Hebrew shalom, which is the fullness of wellness, which is all things made peaceful, which is the destruction of the foundation that supports disorder in your life. This one has now been made well. Sozo is also the word that's used for salvation. For God, uh, John 3, 17, God sent his son into the world, not to condemn the world, but that the world might be what? Sozo, saved through him. That's grace. So not only have you received mercy, that God has relieved the judgment, but you also receive grace, which is sozo, which is life that you have not deserved. We're saved by grace as an undeserved gift of life. God shows mercy to everyone on the planet. Everybody who's sucking air this morning had the sun rise in the east. That's mercy. Everyone who's going to have a crust of bread this morning is going to have it because God provided it, and that's mercy. Everyone who's going to have water, everyone who has clothes, Everyone who has housing, everyone who has their needs supplied, has the mercy of God. God shows mercy and sheds it abroad throughout the world. But then there are the few who say, God, thank you for your mercy, but I know there's more. Thank you for your mercy, but I need something more. Thank you for your mercy, but I sense that you want to give me something more. And so they press into God. They press into Jesus. They press in by faith. And God says, your faith then has made you well. Your faith then has released a grace from me that's called salvation. And by that salvation, by that grace, you are saved. So the nine on the entire planet eat their bread without thanksgiving and only receive mercy. But then there are the few that acknowledge that it all comes from a gracious and loving Father who has compassion on us and who loves us. And so we receive grace that then saves us from the wages of sin and hell and death. It would be good if it were just the ten, but it's not the ten. This lesson about grace and mercy, mercy and grace, also happens in Ruth, where there is this famine in the land, in Bethlehem. 
and a, and, and a man goes up from Judah with his wife to a, a country in Moab, to a country full of foreigners. There he dies. And his sons, after being married, die. That's judgment. And his wife then says to her two daughter-in-laws, I will have mercy on you. I'll send you back to where you came from because there's nothing left that I can do for you. And their hearts are broken and they're sad about this mercy that they're receiving. But Orpah receives it and she goes back. But Ruth says, thank you for your mercy, but I believe by faith that there's something more. So I'm not leaving you. I'm gonna cling to you. I'm going to hang on to you because I believe God's got something more for me. So I'm not letting go. I'm not just receiving your mercy. I want the more. I want what you have. And, and so she says, listen, where, where don't urge me to go back. Don't ask me to return. I'm going where you go. I'm living where you live. I'm eating what you eat. I'm making friends with the people you make friends with. I'm lodging where you lodge. And I'm making your God my God. Don't send me back to those folks because all they have is baseline mercy and I need something more. And because of her faithfulness, because of this word, Ruth then receives grace. My God. And if that weren't good enough, this grace that Ruth received bears a child. And that child, through the lineage of that child, comes our Savior Jesus Christ. Who then releases mercy into the world, but not mercy only, also grace. He gives us the power and authority to be a people who live by grace and not just mercy. Not just the forgiveness, but also the power, the ascendant authority to be the people of God, standing by his side, receiving from him. Paul gets this in Timothy as well. He says to Timothy, and to us by extension, be strengthened by the what? Mercy? No. Be strengthened by the what? Grace. Be strengthened by the fact that God's poured something into you because you dared worship him that he's not poured into all the world. Stand by grace and receive the gift of God. Stand by grace and even then dare to be a conduit of the grace of God. Through you, God will show mercy to others. Through you, God will say, my judgment has been lifted because I placed it on my son on Calvary's cross and now you are free not to leave me, but to be my people. And God has released through you this gift of grace, this announcement that the acceptable and favorable year of the Lord has come. You are con you're like a Pez dispenser. Father, you, you know these little Pez things where you flip it and, and its mouth opens and then candy comes out? We flip you and, and, and your mouth opens and out of it comes mercy and grace. 
mercy and grace that the world does not know if you do not release it because they have no other conduit. Paul says to Timothy, this saying is trustworthy. Bank this. If we have died with him, that's mercy. We shall also live with him. What is that? That's grace. <laughs> we shall also live with him. That's grace. And because you share that grace with others, they will also live with him as well. Paul says to Timothy, don't just persevere, but endure. Because we will reign with him. That's not mercy, that's grace. If we deny him, which we will never do, if we turn back and are faithless, which we will never do, he will never deny us and he will never be faithless unto us because he's a God not only of grace, but also continues to be a God of mercy, a God of compassion. So here's my prayer for this morning. Father, would you bless us to understand the great gift we have received from you in your grace that is just poured out lavishly on us, not because we're so good looking, we are, not because we've been so well catechized, we have, not because of anything, any work that we do, but just out of your lavish love for us, your goodness and your mercy. Now bless us, Father, to take that grace you've given us and to shed it abroad in Augusta and beyond. We command the blessing. We give the Father thanks. In the name of the Father, of the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now the grace and mercy the peace of God that passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds the one true faith unto life everlasting. Amen.